Praying for a husband. That's good. It's good to have somebody behind you and support you. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. We're thankful for all that's here today. A lot of folks have been uh, under the weather. We all have, I guess, at one point or another. Uh, but it's good to see a lot of folks are back this morning uh, that had been a little bit under the weather. It's always good to have visitors that, uh, that come this way. We pray uh, weekly. Uh, we pray for visitors that God would send by and that visitors would become regulars and that regulars, by the leading of God, uh, might become members. If God wants you somewhere else, we don't want you here. Uh, but if God wants you here, we're all for it. Uh, amen. Good to see Miss Julie with us today. And, and uh, we kind of try to keep her on our prayer list. And uh, we praise the Lord uh, for her back through the years. Uh, she was a Sunday school teacher. Max Ellen kept her kids when they were little. And we used to see them on a daily basis. Uh, and uh, so it's good. It's just good. We're thankful for everybody that's here today. And uh, we hope when you leave, you'll be able to be saying, I'm thankful I was there too. Uh, the book of Genesis chapter 45 this morning. Genesis chapter 45. We'll begin our reading uh, in verse number 16 of Genesis chapter number 45. And I want to try to... Uh, Expound upon a thought the Lord let me see while reading through here uh, back some time ago. In uh, Genesis 45 and verse number 16, and the Bible said, The fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come. And it pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye laid your beast and go get ye under the land of Canaan, and take your father and your households and come unto me, and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat the fat of the land. Now thou art commanded, this do ye, take your wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Also regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours, and the children of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh, and he gave them provisions for the way. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment, but to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. And to his father he sent after this manner, ten asses laden with the good things of Egypt, and ten she-asses laden with corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed, and he said unto them, See that you fall not out by the way. And they went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father. And told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry them, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. And Israel said, It is enough. 
Joseph, my son, is yet alive, and I will go see him before I die. Thank you, you can be seated. Our Father, we are very humble, Lord, today by the, uh, the crowd that, Lord, you give us to preach to this morning. Amen. Father, we come today to do what, uh, Lord, uh, we're told to do, uh, to preach the Word. And uh, Lord, we ask you to help us to expound upon the Word of God, uh, Lord, this morning. Thank you for the hearts that have already been touched, for the tears that have already trickled out of people's eyes, for the hands that have already been raised, for the uh, praise gods and testimonies that have already been given, for the altars that have already been visited. Father, we thank you for what has been done. And yet we know, Lord, that God is able to do greater things and we know that even though all this has happened already, Lord, meet with us today, I pray. I pray somebody be saved today. Uh, Lord, I pray somebody might move up closer to the Lord today. Uh, God, help us today to preach. Uh, give us introduction of the message, the volume of the body of the message, and help us to know when we've said enough. Lord, forgive me my sins and failures and Fill me with your Holy Spirit and use me today, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I'm interested in the 27th verse where the Bible said, And the spirit of Jacob, their father, was revived. We might say in so many words that Jacob had a dead spirit. Say, what caused it to be so? Well, we could look in Genesis 47 verse 9. We could find out that he said his pilgrimage, his journey that he had been on, that it had been long, it had been long. And his age, he was well stricken in age. And he said the days were evil and few. And so he had had a, a rough way to go along the way. And uh, I tell you, uh, sometimes those things will kind of dampen your spirits a little bit. Now we all know, if we know our Bibles, we all know that, jo that Jacob in the Bible, we know that Joseph is a type of Christ. And uh, Arthur Pink says he's a type of Christ in at least 150 ways. Uh, but even in your Schofield Bible, if you have one on page 53, he tells us there at the bottom of the page that Joseph was a type of Christ. He says both were especial objects of the Father's love. In other words, that the Father loved Joseph with a special love, just like that God loved Christ with a special love. He loves us all, but He loved Christ with a special love. And then both were hated by their brethren. Joseph's brother hated him. Uh, in other words, he came into his own, his own received him not. And Jesus was that way. He was hated of his brethren. Not only that, both of them, their brethren, conspired to kill them. Try to. Both of them, Joseph and Jesus. And Joseph was an, an intent of figures slain by his brother as was Christ. Joseph wasn't slain, but they were going to slay him. And Christ was slain. And finally, uh, each of them became a blessing to the Gentiles uh, and both of them gained uh, a Gentile bride. And so we're able to say that, uh, that uh, Joseph was a type of Christ. Well, 
If Joseph was a type of Christ, I think we can see some similarities in Jacob as a type of a sinner. You say, why? Well, verse 26 said, for he believed them not. The reason you're a sinner this morning is because you've not believed the Lord yet. Sinners, but some are are lost sinners, and some of us are saved sinners. Uh, but if you're a lost sinner, it's because you've not yet believed uh, upon the Lord. Uh, uh, so we could look at Jacob's doubt. We could look at Jacob's dealing. Jacob dealt with people. He was a schemer. He was a liar. Uh, his very name meant so. That's what he had to confess uh, uh, to the Lord when they wrestled there that night. And then his deadness, it said his spirit was uh, revived. Now, do you know tonight, this morning, that every lost sinner has a dead spirit? That's what your problem is. You see, when Adam sinned in the garden, the Bible said that God had already told him, In the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. But we know from Genesis 5 that Adam did not die that day. He lived a long time after that. But what did die that day was Adam's spirit. And so all of us are born with a dead spirit. That's why when we get saved, God regenerates that. Amen. That's what it means to be born again. God, you're birthed from above and God gives you regenerated spirit, if you will. God puts His Spirit inside of you. And so all of us, before we were saved, we had a dead spirit. You see, that's why the natural man cannot understand the things of God because they're spiritually discerned and he's got a dead spirit. And it's not until you get saved and you get the Spirit of God and your spirit made alive again it's not till then that you can really understand the Word of God. Uh, so I look here and I see that what the Bible said about Jacob. The Bible said that the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. And I've seen three things in the text that happened that caused Jacob's spirit to be revived. And I believe it's the same things. That causes you and me when we get saved for our spirit uh, uh, to be revived. And uh, they're all right here in the text. Uh, First of all, I want to look at verse 27. And the Bible said, When he saw the wagons uh, that Jacob, Joseph, had sent. Now these wagons are filled uh, with the blessings of Joseph. They are, these wagons are crammed full, they're packed full. And the Bible said that Jacob with that old dead spirit, that he looked and he saw these wagons that was full of blessings. And he said when he saw those wagons that were full of blessings and they were sent by Joseph, the Bible said. Well, do you know you and I, Do you know when God begins to deal with our hearts there are several things that go on. But one of the things that go on is that we begin uh, uh, to recognize by God's grace and God's help uh, uh, we begin to recognize the blessings that God uh, has put in our life. Uh, 
In other words, one morning we began to eat that food uh, and we realized where it came from. Uh, uh, there might come a day when you look around at that family uh, and uh, you see that family, maybe that son, that daughter, that wife, husband, grandchildren, uh, and you look around and for the first time you realize uh, that God is the one that gave them to you. Amen. Uh, uh, you may go to work and maybe for the first time you go to work and you get that paycheck and you look at that uh, and you realize that's God uh, uh, that allows me to uh, live and move. That's God that allows me to work. That's God that allowed me to have this job. Uh, and we begin to realize, we become a little bit awakened to the fact uh, that somebody is sending these blessings down. Uh, uh, can I tell you this morning uh, that I don't know all about God. Uh, there's a lot of things about God I'm in the dark on. Uh, a lot of times it overwhelms me just the thought of God. Uh, uh, but this I know. Uh, uh, there's a God out there. Amen. Uh, and uh, He works in our lives. Uh, uh, providentially, God works in our life. And the Lord, uh, uh, He uh, shows us His blessings uh, uh, and uh, he does like Eliezer, if that's who the servant was, and I'm sure it was, uh, that went to find a bride for Isaac. Uh, he got out them jewels and gold uh, and showed him just a little bit uh, of what his father had way back yonder in that other land. Amen. Uh, and uh, no doubt he looked at them and he said, where'd all this come from? Uh, and they said, Daddy, they said, Joseph sent them. Uh, in other words, the sender was Joseph. Well, as I said, Joseph in the Bible is a perfect, uh, as close to a perfect type of Christ as you'll find in the Word of God. Uh, did you ever stop and think, where do all these blessings come from? Why do I live here? Why am I blessed like I'm blessed? Why do I have like I have? And one day it dawns on us uh, that the sender uh, of all these blessings uh, uh, could it be the Lord Jesus Christ uh, uh, that's sending these things in our life uh, uh, all these supplies uh, why the Bible said there that they sent clothes uh, uh, he sent change uh, he sent corn uh, and it just says it this way and all the good things of Egypt uh, uh, did you know whatever's good in your life uh, I don't know what it is, but whatever's good in your life, uh, uh, the Bible said every good and perfect gift, uh, it comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness nor shade of turning. Uh, and you ought to say this this morning, uh, if I've got something good in my life, uh, if I've got supplies in my life, uh, uh, it was the Lord that sent them. Uh, uh, it wasn't Joseph, but it was Jesus. Uh, uh, that sent these good blessings in my life. Uh, and the Bible said there in verse 27, when he had seen, uh, other words, when he had seen, uh, he wasn't like the old boy I worked with at the factory years ago, and uh, he was pretty rough, I, I know unsaved, and he come in there and, and he just got on, and somebody said, how'd you get on here? Did you know somebody? He said, no, he said, I've done this all my blanket and blank self. 
He said, nobody helped me. I got this job, my blankety blank self. I, I did it all my own. I, and I'm sitting there and I may have said it. I can't remember it's been so long ago. If I didn't say it, I thought it. I, I thought about, well, I, I, that air that you breathe. I, uh, did you do that yourself? Uh, uh, that heart that's beating inside of you, are you doing that yourself? Uh, uh, no, sir, you see, it was the good blessings of God, but he didn't see it. Uh, I, I want to ask you this morning, I know many of you have, uh, uh, but there might be someone in here that has it. Uh, have you ever realized uh, who's sending the wagons? They said these come from Joseph. Have you ever realized who's sending the wagons in your way? Uh, uh, them wagons full of blessings piled. Uh, uh, they pull up every day. Them wagons daily loaded with benefits. Uh, and you got grace and love and mercy and the word of God and friends and family and church and food and raiment and all these things. Uh, uh, they are sent by Jesus Christ. Thank him for it. Joseph saw these wagons, but he still didn't believe. But it was a starting point. Look at verse 27. And the Bible said, And they told him all the words of Joseph. What were these words that they told him? What were these words that they told Jacob that Joseph had said? Well, they're here in the text in verse 7 of chapter 45. I guess they told him, they said, uh, they told him, they said, well, Joseph said that God had sent him. That's what it says in verse 45. In verse 7 said, God sent me before you uh, to save lives. In other words, somebody told him all the words. Uh, that Joseph had said. And what Joseph said was that God sent me and God sent me to save lives. Not only did they tell him that, but they told him in verse 8 of chapter 45, they said, but God hath made me Lord of all. In other words, they told him that Joseph said God sent him. And they said Joseph said that they had made him sovereign. He's Lord. He's over everything. Uh, uh, and then, if that were not enough, uh, they told him, they said in verse 15, uh, uh, Daddy, you, don't, you should have been there. He said, moreover, he kissed all his brethren. Uh, in other words, they said, uh, uh, he said God sent him. They said, he said that he was sovereign. Uh, and they said, he so loved us. Uh, uh, he hugged us. He kissed us. He wept on us. Amen. Uh, that's what they said about Joseph. But can I tell you, uh, Jesus, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son uh, that whosoever believeth in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, uh, for Christ came into the world not to condemn the world but to save the world. Uh, uh, Luke 19 and 10, For the Son of Man was come to seek and to save. Uh, when He heard all the words, you remember when you heard them words? God loved you. Christ died for you. He wanted to save you. 
They said, Daddy, he's Lord. You remember what Jesus said in Philippians 2, it said of Jesus. And he said, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, uh, but he humbled himself. Uh, uh, he was made in the likeness of man and in the likeness of a servant. Uh, but he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Uh, wherefore God has also highly exalted him uh, and given him a name above every name, uh, uh, that at the name of Jesus everything in heaven, everything in earth, everything in under the earth, uh, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Remember that day you heard that they sent him? Remember that day that you heard he's Lord? He can do anything. Remember that day you heard he loved you? We didn't love him first, but we love him because he first loved us. Because he so loved the world. He saw Joseph's wagons that he sent and it woke him up a little bit. We got some people that ain't been saved. They need to wake up a little bit. They need to realize that in Him we live and move and have our being. And all we have is because of Him. We got some folks today that need to hear the words. The words that God sent Christ. The words that God has made Him sovereign, Lord over all. The words that God loves you this morning, Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it. I'm talking about when a spirit's revived, when a spirit comes alive. But then look in verse 28, all like this. And Israel, Jacob, said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive, and I'll go and see him before I die. He's seen the wagons. He's heard the words. But it's about to happen. You say what? He believes that Joseph is alive. And his spirit revived. You know when lost sinners get their spirit revived? When they believe that Jesus wasn't a historical figure that Jesus just wasn't a good man, a good teacher, but that Jesus was God and that He died for your sins and my sins. Uh, and they crucified Him on the cross three days. Uh, uh, he laid in the grave, but He got up from that grave. Uh, uh, and they run through telling, uh, He's alive, He's alive, He's alive. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, that'll revive your spirit when you realize that Jesus uh, is alive this morning. Uh, boy, I like the way it says it there. I like to see that old Jacob got pacified. You say, what do you mean? He said, it's enough. He said, I don't need to see no more wagons. I don't need no more money. I don't need no more suits of clothes. He said, I believe the words. I believe what I've seen. I believe what you said. 
It's enough, amen. I'm glad for the day it became enough for me. I didn't need to hear nothing else, see nothing else, feel nothing else. I just to know he was alive. It was enough. It was enough. It was enough. It was enough. I didn't need no more. Didn't need no more. People always want a little more. Yeah, but what about this preacher? Hey, he's alive. That ought to be enough. Joseph was pacified. Jacob was pacified. But then Jacob made that proclamation. He said, He is alive. Amen. You know what we say every time we come in this church house on Sunday morning, Sunday night, we're saying He is alive. Every time we pass out a track, every time we kneel to pray, uh, hey, uh, uh, they don't nobody pray to dead people except Catholics, amen. Uh, I'm glad He's alive, thank God. Uh, uh, we pray to a living Savior. Uh, I'm glad He's in the world today. You think I'm going to waste six or seven hours a week praying to somebody that ain't alive? He's alive. That's what he said. He said, my son is yet alive. That, as they say down around West Virginia and over in the hills of Tennessee, that'll help you. If you ever... You ever realize He's alive? Amen. We do not have hope in Christ in this world only. If we did, we'd be of all men most miserable. I'm glad He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. That's what Jacob was saying. My Savior is alive. My Son is alive. Amen. You know how you go to some of these mortuaries with a steeple on top of them? Nobody ever gets a hand up. Nobody ever gets excited. Nobody ever gets a hand up toward God or nobody gets outside of themselves and have to jump up and down a little bit and run up and down the aisles. You know why that happens? They don't believe that Christ is alive. Amen. They don't believe that. Trying to find a verse I ran upon the Yesterday I marked it, but I didn't mark it with a, a marker or anything. I'm not even sure it was in this Bible here. Uh, but I think it was, but I thought, man, that'd be a good sermon. Some verses Joel Austin never preaches on. Yeah, they several of them in there. But this one here in Ezekiel, uh, it said, there it is, thank you Lord. Ezekiel chapter 6, it says, Thus saith the Lord God, in other words, God's saying it. He's going to tell Ezekiel how to preach. He said, smite with thy hands. He says, stop your feet. Ezekiel 6 and verse 11. He says, Elias, 
for all the abominations of the house of Israel, for they shall fall by the sword. God said, smite with your hand. God said, stop your feet. God said, lift up your voice like a trumpet. That's how the Lord said, preach. Amen. Amen. Said, get, get excited about it. He's alive, don't you think? Don't you think Mary Magdalene's a little bit excited when she met the Lord in the way? Yeah. She's excited. If you ever find out he's not dead, he's alive, you'll be excited. Amen. That's when religion becomes salvation. Amen. So Jacob was pacified. He said, it's enough. He began to tell everybody, he's alive. He's alive. But I like Jacob's plan. You say, what did he say? Verse 28 there. He said, I'm going to go see him. Is that your plan? That's my plan this morning. I want to go see him. I preached about him for 43 years. Prayed to him for longer than that. Sung to him. Told others about him. I want to go see him. Jacob said, I found out he's alive. And he said, I'm going to go see him. Well, if you're going to go see him, you'll have to get your old dead spirit made alive. You'll have to get your old dead spirit revived. And you can do that when you realize where the blessings are coming from. When upon life's bell is your tempest tossed and you are discouraged thinking all is lost, uh, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Have you ever tried that old thing when you get down and out and discouraged, depressed? you ever tried that old thing of getting out a notebook and just writing down one by one all the blessings you got right then? You'll need a big notebook. Be sure and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Be sure and ask Him to show you some of them blessings you ain't even seen. Amen. He realized, my son's alive. I'm going to go see him. I don't care what the world says. I was talking about that atheist that Somebody posted something about that atheist. Well, I wouldn't waste two minutes listening to what an atheist said. The Bible said they're a fool. Well, I want to listen to them. But I like what the Word of God says. I like what God says. God said, and Jacob's spirit was revived when he seen the blessings Joseph sent, when he heard the words Joseph said, and when he realized, my son is yet alive. That's why we're here this morning. Most of us, now you might be here not saved, but you're here to hear this so that you can get saved. Amen? Amen. Boy, I tell you, the Lord Jesus is real to me as my wife. I get up and see her every morning. I get up and see Him every morning. She's right there with me all night long. He's right there with me all night long. I can talk to him. I tell her I love her. I can tell him I love you. You say why? Because he's alive. And we need we need to start practicing 
living like He is alive. He's alive. Amen. So, do you remember or have you ever seen or is today the day that you notice the wagons and you realize where all of them come from? Jesus sent them. Is today the day that for the first time you heard the words? You've been hearing preaching for a long time, but you remember what the Lord had say? He'd say, He that hath ears, let him hear. Billy Mitchell, you say it this way. Billy Mitchell said, I heard the gospel a lot of times before I ever heard the gospel. But one day you heard the gospel as gospel. It was good news, good words. Maybe that's today. Maybe the day's the day you realize, hey, he's alive. I remember preaching up in Indiana years ago. I was preaching revival. And I drove back after the evening service. And of course, they was our, our different from us. And as I drove back, it's about church time. And I got to driving back. And all down the interstate, 65, all the way from uh, Muncie, Indiana, down to Glasgow, I kept passing these churches. Back then, everybody had Sunday night service. Parking lots, cars in there, people going in, people coming out. And the Holy Spirit just seemed to speak to me and said, look at all these buildings and all these people and all these churches. Do you think people would be doing that for the last 2,000 years if there wasn't something to it? And I got to look at this song book. Over 600 songs in this book. Guess what the very last one is? God is alive. Do you know anybody else had 600 songs wrote in their memory? Yeah, there's more than that. That's just in this book. Amen? Amen. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying this and I'm going to be done. Christ is alive. And if you have burdens this morning, bring them and talk to Him about them. I'm saying Christ is alive. Are you lost and you've never been saved? Christ is alive. He's a Savior. He saves people. Ask Brother John back there. He just got saved. He's got his hand up now waving. He just got saved. Christ is alive. Christ is alive. Well, I'll be honest with you. John is a nice looking man. He's a nice talking man. He's a nice acting man. I knew his wife was saved. I knew she was saved. So I wrongly assumed he was. Because Sammy, I seen him listen to preaching for the last year or so. But I hadn't preached no different that morning. I've been preaching last year. But John come down the aisle and got down right there. I thought he was praying for Sister Marcella is what I thought he was doing. And he got up and he said, Preacher, I got saved. He didn't get saved because of me. He got saved because he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. alive. Jesus spoke to his heart, drew him to himself, forgave him of his sins and saved him and is with him today. Amen. Uh, He's alive. 
He's alive. I sure am glad. I like that song Caleb sings about old Muhammad still wrapped up in his grave clothes. Yeah, I like that song. Amen. All right. Well, as Brother Walt says, enough preaching. Let's stand and the Lord spoke to your heart. Maybe you need to come and say, Lord, I know you're alive and I, I just want to come today and say,